With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blanket double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing so well, Josh. Happy to be here. This is kind of a surprise episode. You know, you are sitting around doing nothing. I'm sitting around doing nothing. It's the middle of the summer. Right. Let's podcast. That's true. I'm about to go on vacation for a week. You just got back from a... Uh, semi-vacation. You said you were peeling paint off a wall, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a, friend, a friend of ours uh, bought a big house that is also an old house, and it has lots of really gross wallpaper. Yeah. And for for those... For our listeners who live in homes that actually predate the founding of the United States of America, shout out, 4th of July, everybody, uh, they know uh, how difficult it is to peel old, crusty wallpaper <laughs> So that's what I was doing for the past few days. Excellent. And I was sitting around watching uh, Edgar Wright movies, actually. I saw Baby Driver, and then I was, I, was so, I was so Edgar Wright pumped that I went and watched Hot Fuzz uh, shortly thereafter. Oh, what and, a great movie. Yeah, and I've been watching some Wimbledon. Uh, Home on the Fourth of July and Home with the Baby. I just watched, I'm like, surprised you're hours. not speaking with like a London lilt right now. <laughs> I know. I guess if I didn't get, I, I worked for a um, for a UK uh, for a UK press for a long time, and uh, if I if I didn't pick it up then, working with so many Brits, I guess I'm just never going to. No, you're you're never going to. <laughs> so what is but this yeah, podcast, we're, we're kind, Brandon? 
What, what, well, what, in case you never heard the podcast before, what is this podcast? Always Cheating is us, us two Americans, Josh and Brandon, longtime friends. We live in New York, <laughs> and we're obsessed with fantasy Premier League. So every week we come to you uh, chatting about it, trying to give you some tips, talking about our teams, your teams, our special leagues, mm-hmm. all the information you need about our podcast. You can also find it at alwayscheating.com. I'm still a little ashamed of the word obsessed. It's like I don't want to admit it, you know, even though it's it's obviously true. You like to hide your sports fandom um, under a bucket. You're so ashamed of it. (laughs) And yet I'm a bigger sports fan than you are. Oh, by by far and away. I was just going to say, what have I been doing this summer? Well, I watched a basketball game, which I found mildly amusing. I watched a baseball game, which I was repelled by. Right. Um, So I've I've seen about 1,300 hours of sports in the last two months. So, yeah, it's maybe it's the bigger the sport fan, the deeper the shame. Is that maybe that's how it works? Yeah. So anyway, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're going to be doing this uh, all season long. I mean, not all summer long, but when the new season kicks off, we'll be here once a week and you'll be our new best friends. And the new season kicks off next week, Brandon. So I guess we're pretty much uh, (laughs) right back into it. I'm about to go on vacation. So we want want to get a pre-vacation pod up. Uh, There's a lot of stuff that's that's just about to happen in the league. And so we thought uh, this week we do something that we've we've never done before in the podcast, but I, I think it's kind of fun. And uh, and if only for the two of us, it'll be fun. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to uh, predict the prices. Uh, so we're going to look at the the top five goalkeepers, defenders, midfielders, and forwards from last year, uh, and try to predict their prices for the uh, for the new season. Uh, we're also going to look at uh, some of the new transfers that are coming through and uh, try to predict the prices for them as well. And so, as we talk about the transfers, it's a good way for people who haven't been following us closely to to know a little bit more about those players as well. Uh, and we're planning to do all of this in like forty five minutes. So. We'll see. The clock, the clock started about we'll, fifteen minutes ago. We'll see if that's possible. Uh, so, Brandon, we're, we're, the new season you know starts in the the Premier League season starts in about a month. Uh, the site is expected to launch uh, next week, uh, and so we have we have three new teams. Right, we've got uh, Newcastle, Huddersfield. Right, Newcastle, which is hardly a new team. Oh yeah, you're gonna go. I was going bottom to top. You're gonna go uh, top to bottom. You really flipped it on me. <laughs> I did. Well, you go first then. Huddersfield. <laughs> right, Huddersfield. Um, they they definitely started out last season in the championship hot and and fledgled fledgled. Is, can I say that? Well, they they didn't weren't so hot toward the end of the season, but somehow survived the uh, the playoffs. And here they are coming into the Premier League. The one thing I'm excited about with Huddersfield is they just signed uh, rarely seen U.S. international Danny Williams, who is kind of a deep lying midfielder uh, for Reading for the last couple of seasons. Uh, and the only thing else we'll add about Huddersfield right now, and we'll, we'll certainly go into the promoted teams in, in later episodes of the, of the podcast, uh, like in more, you know, like a real deep dive into those teams. But uh, for now, I'll just say that their coach is uh, David Wagner, who is a former U.S. international and best friends with Jurgen Klopp. So you wonder if uh, Jurgen's going to throw him a couple loney players. Uh, right before the season starts. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple guys, uh, you know, I'm trying to think. We need to have our friend Steven on to talk about Liverpool because I know there's a bunch of, last season, uh, Klopp would occasionally just play like a team of all 16-year-olds. You know? <laughs> right. So I bet some of them end up playing for Huddersfield this year. Another quick tip about Wagner is he composed the hit song, Ride of the Valkyries. That's true. He's about 175 years old. <laughs> well done. <laughs> 
Uh, the other team, uh, yeah. So going moving up the table, we've got uh, Brighton, who finished uh, second. I think they finished second. I I can never remember who finished second or first. You know, they did that, finish yeah, second. Yeah. Newcastle won it outright. Yeah. Uh, so Brighton, uh, that's right. And I think there was like a dramatic. They drew at the last minute or something. Uh, so Brighton uh, have been knocking the door of, um, of promotion for a long time. Uh, they are managed by uh, Chris Houghton, who is uh, like it's almost a cliche at this point to say it, but he's considered you know the the nicest man in football. Everybody loves Chris Houghton. Uh, he's been a manager for Newcastle and Norwich and other places, uh, and he's an African American manager or not, not African American. Uh, he's um, Afro- he's of African descent. He's of African descent. Thank you for I almost went down some weird. Racist <laughs> cul-de-sac there. So <laughs> thank you for stopping. But I reached out and I grabbed you, Josh. Yeah, safe. I was trying to be good, but it, it didn't work. And so, yeah, and so Brighton um, is probably the, of the three promoted squads, it's actually the team that I need to, to learn the most about. So if you are a Brighton fan and you want to come on the podcast, talk about Brighton a little bit, uh, hit us up, uh, hailcheaters at gmail.com. That's actually, actually true for any of the promoted squads. Uh, email us at hailcheaters at gmail.com or reach out on uh, Twitter uh, or hailcheaters uh, um, on Twitter. Uh, that's our handle. And uh, Facebook.com slash always cheating. You can find us any of those places and um, and uh, yeah, let us know. Even if you want to just post like a little blog post about how, you know, these are the five players to watch out for or something, we'd love we'd love to have it. Yeah, swing by the always cheating blog and take a look at how desperately we need some blog content up there. I think yeah, I think a poem is the last thing. It's like a six month old <laughs> yeah, poem. A, po- a poem about Zlatan from our poet laureate <laughs> Lucian Madison is up there. Check that right. out. So, uh, and and rounding out that group is, of course, as you mentioned earlier, Josh, Newcastle United. They're back with a vengeance. Rafa Benitez. Uh, it's hilarious that he stayed in the championship. It is kind of, I, I mean, I actually was, my, I was warmed a little bit by it. I mean, yeah. there are so many cynical, shrewd things that happen in, in world football. And the fact that Benitez wanted to see that project out, I mean, I, I'm just implying that there were sort of, magnanimous reasons why he stayed two years removed from coaching Real Madrid though I mean it's pretty amazing yeah it's it's somewhat of a fall from grace <laughs> for him um, but uh you know John yeah. Joe Shelby it looks like he'll be back in the prem exciting yep. and of course Dwight Gale is coming back I feel like you had a soft spot for Dwight Gale when he was yeah, a yeah, he was he was fantastic in the championship too so uh maybe he found his level maybe, maybe Gale wants to just stay in the championship where he was Happily able to score, you know, twenty goals. So yeah, so the, some interesting fantasy prospects on Newcastle. Um, it's certainly the most talented of the teams to get promoted. Yeah, I think talking about price predictions, you, typically you, you'll see a lot of four, four point five, five, five point five from the promoted teams. But f- yeah. I had this feeling that Newcastle is going to be up priced coming I hope, into the season. And DeAndre Edlin, I, it'd be fun to see. Uh, it's, oh yeah, it's great American right ball. back. Yeah, so I guess we got two again. Uh, which is nice because we're, we're at risk of having no American players in the Premier League next year. And so now it looks like you've got at least two. Yeah, somehow we've gone from it's only American goalkeepers in the Prem to it's only outfielders. So right, right. interesting. We'll see how that works for us. Uh, so the other thing we want to talk about briefly, uh, and we really can't talk about it too much because the you know this is a, a breaking story, but there is. Uh, a draft league uh, that's what? starting next year. A draft league for the Premier League. It looks like it's going to be running, you know, concurrently uh, with the with the standard league. It actually, it's, I mean, it's kind of confusing, but kind of interesting at the same time. Um, I'm so it's okay. Here's my American perspective on draft leagues. Um, I clear the lane. Josh is coming in hot. <laughs> Uh, no, I know. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, you know, in the U.S., the draft league format is definitely the dominant format. Baseball, football, um, 
I don't actually know about Fantasy MLS. I think, and you, if any, even Fantasy MLS uh, yeah, uses more of a draft format, right? Well, f- the Fantasy MLS that's run out of the MLS official site, like the FPL equivalent, is is not it. It is not a draft league. It's okay. it's just how the FPL is run. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so it's it can be a lot of fun. You know, the idea basically for anyone who's never played it or has never heard about it is that you, um, you know. I actually don't know how the site's going to do it, but if you were doing it like in your um, with your friends, uh, you would basically everyone would randomly pick a number between, let's say, you had ten people in your league uh, between one and ten, um, and uh, whoever gets one picks first or picks tenth picks tenth, uh, and then usually it's in kind of a, what they call like a snake format. So you pick tenth, and then the person who picks tenth picks eleventh. Person who picks first picks, you know, twentieth, and, and so on. Um, and, you know, through as many rounds as you as you go. I guess it'd be like fifteen rounds in this case. Right. Um, and so then you pick up, uh, you know, all of your players, and then you kind of have this this waiver wire of players that you can pick up who no one's claimed yet. Um, and uh, it can be a lot of fun. And um, it, yeah, last season yeah. I played our friend Steven's Roto Premier League game, and I did a draft league with a bunch of other. Uh, fantasy and premier league podcasters it was a lot of fun but it does seem that people's bandwidth and a draft uh, setup can be challenged so i'm curious to see how many of our listeners and us included josh yeah. if we do the the draft league as well as regular fpl and how our interest dip in and out with both of those formats yeah because i was already in about 37 leagues last year so i, I don't know well, if i give up you're in 37 leagues you yeah. don't, you're just setting one team well exactly that, that is true but it, it still feels like a lot of mental energy uh so i i'm interested though well let's see let's see what they do and let's let's also see what they do with those chips brandon they gotta get rid of that auto chips. Tech. yeah i mean god do we have to keep talking about the chips <laughs> i'll i'll talk about them i want that double defense chip Damn it. I want, I want right, a defender's account double for one week. All right. So we're on. Hey, we're, we're coming in with a surprise podcast. However, our Patreon page remains on summer hiatus, though. We thank everyone who uh, remains um, a Patreon subscriber. Hope you're enjoying your extra cash flow this month. But we're trying to think of special features that we can include on our Patreon page for those who become patrons of Always Cheating. We love you out there. If you have any ideas of bonus content that we can provide to people who want to pay a special subscription, we, we definitely invite that. You want more information, you can go to our Patreon page. It's Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always cheating. You can see the various levels that the tiers of sponsorship that we have going right now. Yeah. And uh, we're definitely going to be doing, um, you know, special leagues. You know, so last year we did a, a knockout league. I will be doing that again. And, um, you know, I think we, you know, we still have pins to, to give away, but I, I think we want to, we thought we'd, you know, sort of ask people for any, any suggestions they might have. And so if you have any suggestions, um, not to be tedious here, Brandon. Not to not to try anyone's patience, uh, but once again, you can uh, on Gmail. I'm still listening. You're still okay. Thank God. <laughs> only if only if only you. Uh, hailcheaters at gmail.com, uh, facebook.com slash always cheating, uh, and on Twitter we're at hailcheaters. Uh, let us know if you have any uh, ideas for interesting Patreon features. If you don't have any ideas, we're going to make them up. They're going to be amazing. Probably better than anything you'd come up with. But you know, if you have any ideas, uh, let us know. And just to be clear, our Patreon page is just to help us sort of offset the cost of us posting this podcast on a weekly basis. There is some overhead involved, and occasionally Josh and I can use that that cash to buy each other a beer. This is not any, this isn't big shakes, but we appreciate your support. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's uh, it's basically to defer our um, SoundCloud costs. So, you know, we're pretty upfront about that. It's all transparent. One last thing before we get to the price predictions. What is it, Josh? Uh, oh, I, I lost the running order. What is it? <laughs> it's it's uh, our, our slew, our bevy of preview content that is going to be coming in the weeks to follow um, all the information you're going to need to know when the game officially launches, right. teams, transfers, all that we're going to cover in weekly, whether weekly or bi-weekly Twice or weekly. multiple times a week, regularly scheduled podcast. We may be doing comes. hourly podcasts in the lead up to the season, Brian. We, we might do 60 or 70 podcasts uh, every day. It might how, be, many, might how many hours straight do you think you could do a live I think, podcast? I think we're going to have to do them in a round. So we're going to have to start talking and then... You're actually going to have to start talking as I'm talking, you know, and sort of like 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 a, like an old sea shanty. And it's just going to be just sixty <laughs> it's be hours. Like a, it's like a Decemberist song <laughs> FPL podcast. I love it. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so we got we got a lot of podcasts coming up too, and uh, we hope to have Anders FK on. He actually won our Patreon, uh, Patreon uh, second half league uh, to talk about the team of his choice. Just one of the many Patreon features you can get if you uh, join the league. Josh's wheels are already turning on these Patreon features. I love that, it. That's right. All right. So yeah, lots lots of content to come. This and forgive uh, the rusty. We actually wanted to do an early podcast just to shake the rust off a little bit uh so uh if this seems a little sloppy i feel like an old bag of bones right now yeah you look like one too (laughs) should we take a quick break and come back and we can actually do these price predictions let's do it All right, Brandon, price predictions. Uh, lots of new players uh, to come. Lots of new players uh, being added kind of every every day that goes by. More, more, more players are being added. We're just going to focus on the ones who've actually been added to the league. Uh, we're going to include Lacazette, who was just added today uh, for Arsenal. Uh, we're just going to we're going to look at the top players and we're going to make a, a prediction on their price. Uh, talk very briefly about those players. We're going to get into all those players, the team previews later on in the season. And then we're going to look, as I mentioned earlier, uh, at the top five uh, in each position and try to predict their price. Um, and then we're going to put all of this up on our uh, website. So, um, so we'll, we'll share it there, and then we'll also maybe, maybe we'll take like a screen grab or something and put it on uh, social media too, so that uh, everyone can come and uh, laugh at us when they see how <laughs> truly wrong we were with this all guy the thought Tammy Abraham was going to be thirteen. <laughs> and as I'm looking at these, and I'm convinced that every every midfielder is going to be nine million. Like I'm just like nine million, nine million, nine million, all the way down. All right, so let's let's start with uh, with Man City. Uh, two players we're going to talk about are Bernardo Silva and. Excuse me, Silvo, uh, Bernardo Silva and Ederson. Um, a Imagine how Pep is going to feel with two guys named Silva. I know, I know. I so, guess, I guess uh, Bernardo Silva probably goes by Bernardo. Any Bernie. thoughts? Any thoughts on Silva? Uh, I think he looks fantastic. Um, he he's he's got that driving force that KDB has, but mm-hmm. I think he's has a little more close control. And I think he's going to fit in well. And I, it's hard to predict at this point how it's really going to shift around the, yeah. the dynamic of that overloaded city midfield. But right. I think it's exciting, and I, I'm going to 
kick things off and say 8.5 for Bernardo Silva. 8.5 is what I had, too. I think wow. that, yeah, 8.5, we're going to agree on that one. Uh, yeah, 8 goals That's and 11 That's the kind of debate that, that you could expect from always cheating. <laughs> it's the kind of hard-hitting debate, back and forth. Uh, 8.5, it just seems like the, like he's going to come in at that Raheem Sterling price next year. Um, yeah, I think that he is... Uh, I mean, he was on that great Monaco squad, uh, squad that you know they made the Champions League semis last year. So he's got a lot of experience. You know, the problem with the with you know from the, the problem with bringing him in is that um, it's a Pep squad, so you know no one ever plays more than like two out of every three matches. Uh, so you yeah, rotation is just a major headache. Yeah. Uh, so eight point five. Uh, that seems that seems about right. Uh, how about Ederson or Ederson? Eater's son. <laughs> So Benfica is kind of like if if I need to make a joke about some um, totally ineffectual Champions League side, usually I insert Benfica. I don't think about, I don't care about Benfica. A great so, club consistently makes Champions League elimination rounds. Uh, so that does it, and also uh, um, couple that with the most the most ginormous neck tattoo I've ever seen on this young man, Ederson. Uh, which went well with his braces, I think. Um, he, has, uh, wait, he has braces? Is that true? I think he had braces at some point, and I don't know if he still has them. But when he was like 14? I mean, that's not fair, Brandon. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was probably playing Champions League when he was 14. <laughs> anyway, the guy looks the guy looks very solid. Um, I don't I don't see anything that's that's really exciting about Ederson. Right. Obviously, he is a, te- a keeper of top quality. If he's yeah. Clearly been brought in to be the starting keeper at Man City, right. and our our pal Willie Calviero has been shipped out. I don't know where that leaves Joe Hart, but I mean, if you're looking Not on the outside, looking in for sure. I guess I'll say this: City, if Pep is getting the team more in order, you can presumably expect more clean sheets. And yeah. if Ederson is, if the goalkeeping position is one of the more consistent starts, that makes him kind of appealing in my FPL squad. 18 clean sheets and 27 appearances is pretty pretty darn impressive. Uh, I feel like at you know, 23, he's definitely old enough to, to slide in right away. This isn't like, you know, some keeper that they're brought in to groom and to take over the position. He's certainly, I mean, 23 probably puts him right in the kind of middle range for, for Premier League keepers. Um yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll see. It does seem like that position's been a little cursed for. Uh, well, really, you just the city just need to keep shoring up that defense. I think they they'll continue to as the season goes on. Um, I mean, it's interesting that they haven't made a big defensive signing yet. Maybe maybe they're still going to come in for like a Van Dyke or something like that. They really might. Yeah, I'm, Van Dyke has been the odd transfer saga for the last like half a year. Everyone assumed he was going to. Yeah, go somewhere last during the last January window. They kind of need a fullback too, don't they? So I don't know. Well, that could so, still happen with the squad. I'm thinking five point five because uh, Edison will be new to the league, but I would not be shocked at all if he comes in at a six point zero. All right. So what's your what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go five point five. Me too. Ah, uh, agree <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the, the beat rolls on. Well, City City doesn't really offer a lot for the imagination as far keepers as... Keepers uh, are... I think that's the only keeper on our list. Keepers are kind of boring. You know, it's easy to... You know, you have a range of, of like 4.5 to 5.5, basically. Right. Okay, well, Liverpool, uh, we have one transfer to talk about here, and that's Mo Salah. We all remember him from his brief stint at Chelsea. What are your feelings about Mo coming back to the Premier League? Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, I played amazing for Roma 
the last season, uh, 19 goals, 15 assists in all competitions. Um, I mean, he's basically brought in because they need another guy who can do what um, what uh, Sadio Mane does, you know, which is right. uh, just have, you know, blazing pace. And, I mean, that team is just so much better. We saw what they were like without Sadio Mane, and he was really the only player who could do that. You know, they're yep. going to be in the Champions League next year. They're going to really need a player like him. Um, so I am uh, I'm excited by it. I don't th- I mean it's a little bit like when De Bruyne played for Chelsea a few years ago you know I think that the fact that he played everyone at this point plays for Chelsea for about a season gets shipped <laughs> off and then, and then yeah. joins all the these team. guys are still on loan right <laughs> yeah I actually think everyone on our list played for Chelsea at some point even Victor Lindelof played for Chelsea <laughs> um, so I think uh, I think he slots in really well I am going to predict 9 million what no, he's seven points. I'm going to say 7.5. 7.5? 7. 7. Wow, 7.5. That seems too low. Uh, no, I don't think it'll. I think this guy is going to be wildly inessential to our FPL teams. At 7.5, he might be like the first player on my team if he's that cheap. Uh, 7.5 is a tough price point, I think. I mean, this, this is, we could debate, we could debate this for sure. But <laughs> 7, I think 7.5 that, is like a perfect third midfielder price. Yeah, but would you rather would you rather have Gilfie Sigurdsson though over a guy like Mo Salah? Who um, I, I'm actually I'm I'm playing five defenders all season next year uh, with just with just you know two midfielders and the three forwards. I do forget what an iconoclast you are. It's been yeah. it's already been a long summer. I've forgotten. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to Manchester United. Uh, only one player to, to talk about, uh, which, okay, I, I got to confess something here, Brandon. Uh, I don't <laughs> know much about Victor Lindelof. You don't know? Big Vic? <laughs> I like that I actually, I even wrote like full notes up for him, but I really, I, even then I didn't learn very much. Did you watch any clips? Do you know anything about uh, Lindelof? I, I, I watched the, you know, the standard 15-minute-long uh, techno film of <laughs> all of his uh, highlights and it's it's always difficult to tell a player by those um, highlight reels on YouTube because obviously it's all it's the best of mm-hmm. and maybe this guy is prone to red cards and and major mistakes uh, as Josh says we're we're a little uneducated with Mr. Lindelof at this point um, but based on what I saw in the highlight reel this guy is a is a badass and he yeah. is a big man he is uh, great in the air. Um, and only I think one, yeah, only one goal last season. So great from a technical, from a defensive standpoint. Maybe not so much from a. Uh, and I believe, based on my based on my techno video, it looked like that goal from Lindelof was actually off of a free kick. Oh, interesting. So, wow. um, He's got like, a little Marcus like, Alonso in him. Exactly. So I don't know if that was like um, when when Robert Huth was allowed to take that free kick and he blasted it <laughs> into the stratosphere. Right. Um, but actually, uh, Lindelof made it work. But he could be a set piece threat. I don't know. This is this is five point five million all the way, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, paired with Eric Bailly, they yeah. they could be a force to be reckoned with yeah. with this season. But yeah, five point five. Yeah, what a great pairing too. I mean, that that is a dangerous pairing. Like that. I mean, it's, if if he is what the hype seems to say he is, then it looks like a very just an essential signer, right? Because right, I mean, they're playing what daily blend. Um, in the middle, and uh, yeah, Phil Jones is Phil, Phil Jones, Jones will be stinks. a really solid backup. As a backup, sure, but he he can't stay healthy. You know, I mean, he makes tons of mistakes too. And then you've got Chris Smalling, who is just give me a break. Like a, he's Get like a great here. championship. <laughs> You're out of here. <laughs> 
All right, Everton, tons with Everton. Almost They've been very active this yeah, already. This we, we need a separate Everton pod just to talk about this Everton stuff. Uh, let's start with uh, Davy Clausen. Davy Clausen, age twenty. Davy Clausen. That's good. I like that. We'll keep that one going. We'll see. We'll see if that one can mean. Uh, H24 attacking mid from the Netherlands. He scored 20 goals last year. 12 assists. This is Impressive. you know this is fodder for your FPL dreams. Right, right. Uh, so he's playing for Ajax. Yeah. Uh, we should. So, we should yeah, 12, you know, 12 assists. You have to take Dutch stats with a grain of salt, don't you? Yeah, you do. I mean, sometimes it. We, we've we've been a little burned the last couple of years with Dutch players uh, or players from the Dutch league, I should say. Um, you know, just are just okay. Let's uh, talented players and pan out in the Premier League if we're being generous. Yeah, you, you get you get a few here yeah. like uh, Christian Eriksen or uh, sure. But I think yeah, exactly. And so ho- let's hope he's more in the Eriksen mold than in the um, who was the Man United players? That name I'm already forgetting. Um, he was from the Dutch league. Oh, Memphis Depay. Memphis. Oh, poor yeah. poor Memphis. <laughs> How did I forget a name like that? Memphis Depizer. So do you know that he just proposed marriage to um, we're really bad with names today. Uh, who's the guy who made that gaffe at the Miss America pageant? He has a daytime talk show. He, he proposed marriage to Steve Harvey. He's Steve, no, Steve Harvey's daughter. Uh, <laughs> so uh, no, it, that's weird. It's it, it, I don't know if that means it's a small world or just like a really messed up world. I, I can't I can't decide. I yeah, I. All right, we're, we're really giving Davy the short shrift here. Um, so I I watched some highlights of Davy. Um, you know, we're no we're no experts in the Dutch league. I'm a little meh on him, but I do see him slotting in for the you know they yeah. had, there was a lot of turnover in that position with Kevin Morales, and then they brought yeah, in they guys need, like Adam Lukman and. They need someone like him, right? I mean, you can't you can't just count on Ross Barkley. He's too he's too yeah. up and down. He's twenty four. So, I think that's encouraging too. It means he's he's, he's pretty established. Just shouldn't make as many rookie mistakes as a younger player yeah. might. Yeah. I think if the system starts working for Ronald Koeman, and of course there's the Dutch connection there as well, he could turn out to be a great player. It's hard to predict. All at right, this what's point. what's your price? Six point five. Interesting. I, I'm I'm going more generous here. I'm guessing seven point five. Okay. I'm going higher on all these. All right, yeah, I, I'm. I, I guess I'm more as as it goes. I'm the more conservative FPL player, so this kind of makes sense. Uh, Pickford, what what needs to be said about Jordan Pickford? He played played great for for a, a very. He was the best part of a bad Sunderland squad, right? He saved saved many a fantasy team uh, with his 135 saves, which were second in the league. Uh, only four clean sheets, but I don't think any of us blame him for that. I mean, despite the clean sheets, he was still racking up three, four, five-point games. Yeah, Guy's I blame Billy legend. Jones for that. <laughs> yes, exactly, Billy Jones. So Pickford is going to get a pretty big bump, but does he get bumped up all the way to 5.5? I think 5. 5 seems yeah. right, given that it's Everton, too. If it was a bigger club, maybe. Uh-oh, I just I, I just called Everton a small club. Wow. Well, <laughs> check your mentions, Josh. <laughs> Uh, Michael Keane, uh, another talented young player, played for Burnley last year. Uh, one of those, you know, he didn't. I don't, he was smiling. His agent must be amazing because yeah. all the talk was to Manchester United. Yeah. That seemed ambitious, but yeah. they were inflating the hell out of his price tag. Yeah, well, isn't he a former menu youth player too? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. there was that whole narrative of him coming home. So you know, what, he wasn't a big fantasy player last year because he was actually he was priced a little too high. Um, that you know, you, there are just cheaper ways into. And, well, for one thing, you, you could just pick up. Uh, 
um, Heaton, right? And yeah. then you didn't really necessarily want to double up on that team because they were still conceding goals. Uh, well, not at home, actually. Yeah, particularly on the road there, but but clean sheets. So we know Keane can do it, and he's really um, potent on set pieces. He'll probably get a few goals off of corner kicks. And I mean, I guess yeah. I is guess he's starting. Then is he is he is he a starter right off the bat? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Um, uh, what's his What's his face? The captain of the Jags. Jags. Jags is going to have to take a seat. I mean, he was he he put together uh, a couple phenomenal performances for Everton toward the end of last season. But I think he was already on his way out. He yeah. showed his legs, his age, and I think Keane pairs with Ashley Williams pretty well. So I think he starts right off the bat. Uh, all right. So for Keen, uh, I guess I'm going to go five. It's also like if you're – sorry, I totally talked over you. You're going five? Yeah, I'm going to go five for Keen. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I don't want to talk about Michael Keen. This whole podcast can't be the, the Keen cast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to – I'm going to get weird on you here, and I'm going to go 5.5. Wow, interesting. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, and next next we have an actual goal scorer, Sandro, that's just in. Sandro Ramirez, a former Barcelona um, first-team player, but he's only 21 years old, 17 appearances for Barca before he went, went to Malaga last season, and 14 goals. This guy looks like a... Uh, a pretty good striker of the ball. Yeah, and I, I'm sure they were thinking, you know, we had such a great time with Barcelona Youth League player uh, Gerard De La Feu. Uh, let's, yeah, let's, let's do it Let's, all let's run it back. Let's let's do it again. Uh, let's have another fun one. <laughs> so this is a tricky one, um, and I'm thinking I want to go I want to go big 7.0, but I do think he's a 6.5 level striker as an unknown quantity. A young yeah, player. Uh, I guess, you know, it depends on, you know, if Lukaku signs somewhere else, you know, before the prices are announced, maybe it's a little higher. They might go seven. That's just, true. Just, if they, yeah, they might go seven just on that assumption. Yeah, they're, they're pretty smart about the prices in general, I'd say. Uh, so I, I'll guess seven. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go seven. I may have wildly undergone. I mean, you're, you're kind of convincing me to go higher. Because if it looks like he's a nailed-on starter for a team like Everton, that is, um, you think you know, eleven? For you. Eleven's too high, Brandon. Maybe ten five. <laughs> ten five. I'm actually going to go seven five on Sandra. Okay, I'll go seven. You go seven five. All right, we locked it in. All right, what's next? All right, Bournemouth. <laughs> okay, so this is a weird thing with Bournemouth. So Bournemouth have like stayed in the league two years in a row with kind of a a collection of no names, and now they're kind of doing this like Premier League retread thing. I don't like it. I like some of it. Okay. I like two out of three of these. All right. What okay. I like, and I'll, let's do Bournemouth quick, right? Because we've got some more fun stuff to come here. Sure. Uh, uh, Ake, we both like, right? Love him. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. love him. Adore him. Just 22. Uh, huge get for Bournemouth. Uh, scored three goals on loan last season. Looked great uh, before he got uh, brought back to basically sit on the bench for the next four months as, a, as an insurance policy for Chelsea. Um, I guess you probably got to pick up a, a player's a winner's medal, right? I don't think you have to play in every game anymore to, to get the he, medal. He just got a medal that said Geico on it. Right. And do you even like, feel special? I guess he was like with the squad, right? So I'm sure he felt he was excited <laughs> about it. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. guess, uh, yeah, I'll go 5, 5. 5.0. Yeah, it's like if a defender is on this list, they're going to be 5.0 unless you're, unless you're Big Vic. So, right. uh, yeah, I'll agree with you. Yeah. But Begovic in goal, yeah, this kind of burns me a little bit because I'm 
was just, even though he had many mistakes in him, I was always an Arthur Birch booster. No, this, is, this is an upgrade. I, I love Begovich. Uh, you ever heard him talk? He's really, really intelligent guy, too, really thoughtful. Um, I, I think this is a great signing for them. Uh, you know, great experience, obviously. Uh, I think he represents an upgrade. I mean, he was a great player when he was at Stoke. I used to love, love watching Begovich play, even when he wasn't on my fantasy team. Uh, so I, I'm definitely on board with the Begovich thing. Um, I don't know what his... This is a hard price for me. I'm going to guess 4.5 for Begovich. Okay. Uh, I think it's 5.0 for me. I think that because he's got the bona fides um, yeah. and Bournemouth is has risen above that newly promoted squad. So now you're starting to see more solid 4.5 and 5.0 assets. Yeah, it wouldn't raise my eyebrows. It very well could be. If he is 4.5, he's a great pickup. If he's yeah, 5, oh, he's five. I probably would want to go someone like Pickford. I mean, you have to think about that, too, is do you want to price everyone at 5 if you're setting the prices? And why would you ever take Begovich over Pickford, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so then that brings us to Jermaine Defoe. And I... I don't understand this, particularly when you had so many goal scorers coming to the young players. Yeah, I I guess they just want the consistency. Um, What's more consistent than Josh King? (laughs) The King. Well, the King is a midfielder in theory. In theory, but I feel like I I don't know. It's a tricky one, and and, you know we we're not master tacticians here, so I'll guess um, he started last year at seven million, fifteen goals, three assists. I am going to guess seven point five million. I think he's. I think he stays at seven point oh. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. Okay. I'll but, stick. With, I'll stick with seven five. But I, I seven seven to seven point five is definitely the right range. I mean, after after fifteen goals, it does seem kind of bizarre that his price wouldn't go up. But he faded a lot in the second half of the season, though. If you're gonna if you're gonna play Jermaine Defoe next year. Uh, don't do it in a draft league format because you're going to be you're going to be okay. regretting it around game week 15. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that 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 could be. But the thing about I mean, Defoe, the thing to take the king off pens, pretty good penalty taker. I I assume Defoe would only go to a club where he gets to be the star and he gets to do all of that fun stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I I don't like it at all. Uh, okay. West Brom. Speaking of things that are we don't like at all, unimpressive. <laughs> Despite the fact that some of our some of our absolute favorite listeners are West Brom fans, I think we can we can both agree on that. Okay, so I'm going to have a real issue with West Brom this season because if Jay Rodriguez and James Morrison are on the field at the same time, good luck yeah. figuring out what's going on there. Okay, let's spend like 20 seconds on this one. Jay Rodriguez, 27 years old, injury prone, five goals and two assists in, in the 16-17 season. Barely played the two seasons before that. Uh, I'm going to go with six million for my price. Six point five for me. Okay. Six point five. That is that is the uh, that's the Rondon bump. Yeah, and just avoid this guy because I think the I think the FPL price maestros are going to are going to want to try to move yeah, Rondon. Everyone, out everyone of knows that only defenders score for West Brom. <laughs> All right, so West Ham. Speaking of defenders, we got Pablo Zabaleta. Is uh, a I am so excited about this transfer. I just, I just hope he plays week in and week out. Yeah, it's tough. He's uh, thirty two. It, it, it smacks a little bit of Rio Ferdinand going to Queens Park Rangers. <laughs> um, a guy who I, that's not truly fair. Rio Ferdinand was much more over the hill at that point than than Zabs is at this point. He does have something to offer, but. Uh, 
Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to guess. Yeah, I hope he plays too. If he does, I think he's a great option. I mean, if he comes in at 4.5, that would be fantastic. That I think, seems insane to yeah, me. Yeah, he'll probably come in at the at the slightly trickier $5 million. And I think if they price Cresswell at $5 million, I think as much as they love Zabaleta, I would have to go Cresswell over. Although really, you, I, I think, you know, given the way the season's going to break, I think uh, West Ham are going to have like three games out of four. On the, no, no, I'm thinking of um, who has three Who's games out of four in the road. Isn't there someone who's got they're like? Oh, right, it is West Ham because the they better they have issues with the London Stadium, yeah, so they can't exactly. play there. So three out of four in the road. So you, you actually aren't going to want to bring in any defenders on that team to start. I think that if you know if Cresswell and Zabaleta both start out at five next year, I think that. Uh, I would have to go Cresswell over Zabaleta, as much as I love Pablo, who looks just like Mark Strong, the actor. He does, and we we do love Mark Strong. Yeah, I agree. Cresswell would be the better bet. He's he's younger. He's more dynamic. He'll probably be less. It, it's the older players, particularly if you're if Zabs has to track people on the wing, he'll probably be getting yellow cards here and there, where Cresswell will be will be less prone to that. So, but yeah, I think five there that is an off right. chance that he gets the city bump, but I think 5.0 is spot on. All right. Uh, we got just a couple more transfers to talk about here. Uh, Arsenal, uh, they brought in uh, two players. Uh, just today was uh, Lacazette, uh, 37 goals and five assists and 45 appearances last year. Uh, he's fairly short for a forward. He's uh, 5.9 million. Uh, he's, he's, he's an interesting signing, right? I mean, it's... He was what is going that, on with he, this team? Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> I don't even know what players they need or don't need. I know. I mean, he's, he, well, they needed a forward for sure, and he's a player they should have brought in last season when they could have had him for like twenty million cheaper. I think uh, he's twenty six years old. He just turned twenty six, though. Um, so he's pretty, Happy know, pretty, birthday. pretty established player. He's short, which I love. Um, I think <laughs> I mentioned that once already, but I'm gonna keep mentioning it. Uh, and would so, you say you're five nine, Josh? No, no. I think uh, I think even if I say I'm five eight, I'm kind of stretching it. Uh, but I, I always root for, for short players, and uh, so it, it's, it's a heartening signing for me in some ways. I mean, I, I know that Arsenal love to short, sign short midfielders, but short forwards is new. So where does – I don't even know what's going on here. I guess yeah. Lucas Perez is going to be playing for um... – Fuck Lucas Perez. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> this is not an explicit podcast. Screw Lucas Perez. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think Lacazette is uh, a starter from day one, certainly. You don't pay $50 million for a player and not start him from day one. I mean, the question – it's impossible – I mean, okay, there's like – I don't want to get into a whole Arsenal thing right now because – it doesn't serve the needs of this particular podcast. I could go on for like 30 minutes about what's going to happen, but there's, there's so many balls in the air right now. Does, does, uh, Sanchez stay? Does, does Giroux stay? Does Ozil leave? Um, do they bring in, you know, Mares? Do they bring in, you know, any of these other French players that they're looking at? Um, but if they just bring in Lacazette and the rest of the team stays the same, uh, I think it could be a really interesting squad. It'd be, it'd be a smallish squad in some ways, uh, up front. But Josh, you'll have to get out like a, a putty scraper, one of those <laughs> little paint scrapers, and you're going to have to get me off of the floor if Alexis Sanchez is playing for Arsenal at the I beginning know. of this they, season. They cannot let him sign for City. I just cannot accept that. But yeah, but he's going to go somewhere else. That guy is way too competitive to, to play Europa League. If he goes to Bayern or something, that's fine. I mean, his whole like I'm better than this team thing. You know, did start to wear thin as the season wore on. All right, so I, luck is at price. Uh, I'm going to go with nine million, and 
I, he's, it's a hard guy to price. I mean, it actually kind of depends on what happens to Sanchez, too. I'm going 8.5, but I do like your nine shout. So we're just going to make it a little interesting here. Okay. All right. And then we have, uh, lastly, Kalashinak. Yeah, that uh, seems he's, close enough. Yeah, the, he's from Bosnia-Herzegovina. Three goals, nine assists last year um, for whatever team he played for. Oh, Schalke. Schalke 04. Um, I love Schalke, all you fans out there. So he plays out on the left as a defender, and it's kind of hard to tell how that impacts Arsenal's current lineup, whether that impacts Nacho, because if Wenger continues with that three-in-the-back formation, they could switch up. Uh, Nacho could play a more central role and, and Kolasinac more uh, on the wing. But yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks like he'll be a starter. Yeah, I, I think so too. And uh, yeah, so the formation part of it, I think we'll have to sort out later. But I, I think it's a. Everyone seems to think it's a good signing. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, uh, <laughs> who knows? I mean, I, I, knows I, I, did not, I didn't watch a lot of Schalke's, Schalke last year, so who knows? I'm more, right, I'm more of a Dortmund fan. Uh, I'm going to go with five million. Five million. <laughs> it seems, that seems a little low, doesn't it, for an Arsenal? I'm going to go. Excuse me. I'm going to take that true. back. Yeah, five point five million. Yeah, all right. We're going to agree on 5.5. is definitely kind of ludicrous for an Arsenal defender in hindsight, unless you're you're Kieran Gibbs or something. All right, last transfer. Yeah, it's going to be Tammy Abraham. And by virtue of um, Fernando Lorente breaking his arm this summer, a guy like Tammy Abraham looks like he might actually get some starting minutes uh, at the start of the season. If Lorente takes takes that long to get, to bounce back from that broken arm, so here we have him, nineteen year nineteen years old, another Chelsea loanee, but last year at Bristol City scored an amazing twenty three goals in forty appearances. So, uh, what do you think? I'm excited, especially you know with 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 the broken arm of uh, of Lorente. Like you said, I think he starts right off the bat. So, uh, I, you know, I think I, I don't think that changes his price too much. I mean, he's still an unproven player, right? I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have any Premier League experience. I, I can see them pricing him at seven. I can see them pricing him at seven. She but was I think nineteen years old. <laughs> she was only nineteen years. Uh, I think six point five million is my prediction. I'm going to go 6.0 on this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that's, we'll see. We'll see who's, yeah, who's the better yeah, manager. That, that's a wide range that I would – anywhere between 6 and 7, I would believe. Uh, just a random one. I just wanted – we don't have to talk predict the price, but Harry Maguire to Leicester City. That, that I know. That's an interesting thing. one. Darren Fletcher to Stoke City. That's a weird <laughs> yeah. one. That's like such a <laughs> lateral move. Yeah, our our friend Richard Orford on Twitter, when this move went through, uh, he, he was saying like the, the uh, it was it was too exciting for Darren Fletcher at West Brom, so he had to go somewhere <laughs> less less exciting, which is Stoke. Tons of other moves that have happened and will happen that we'll we'll definitely get to as we preview the season to yeah. come in, in our next few episodes. Uh, but Josh, I think it's time that we take a quick quick break and we'll come back with our final segment. All right, that sounds good. Lightning round coming up. Same old Brandon, we're back. We're going to look at the top five keepers, defenders, midfielders, and forwards last year. That's top five by uh, overall points that they scored. Uh, And we're going to predict their price for next season. This is a a game that I often play in my head 
But now I'm going to plant it in everyone else's head. to be inside your head. Don't take me there. It's a horrible place to be. (laughs) All right, goalkeepers, uh, top five. Number one, it's it's Tom Heaton for Burnley. I'm sorry, Brandon. Sorry to interrupt you. But uh, we're going to do this lightning round style. You know, with the the transfers, I think there was was more to talk about. You know, we're introducing players in that section. But this section, you know, if you're a fantasy manager, you're paying attention to the game, these should be names you know already. So let's just join into the fun. And as, as, as we predict, you... You try to you try to think of a price in your own head first. See if you can beat us to your to your price idea. Beat beat the host exactly. The host. Okay. So as I would say, Tom Heaton, he was the top top point getter last season. He he finished the season at five point one. What's your prediction? Five point oh. Okay, I'm gonna go. He's he he gets a bu- he gets a bump. Well, I guess he started at four point <laughs> five. Yeah, you're right. Five point yeah, oh. You can't think of a Burnley goalkeeper five point five million. That would be insane. Like it can't be the same price as like Peter Check. Hugo Lloris, five point five. He didn't shift at all last season. I, I think, think he remains. I think he's six. I think he starts next season at six. Interesting. Um, I just think I'm gonna second. I think uh, they're they're uh, you know one of the favorites to win the league next year. Uh, great defense should get even better this this coming season. Uh, I think six. I think he stays at 5.5. Thibaut Courtois. Uh, six again. I'll go with six for Courtois. I'm with you. Six for Courtois. David De Gea. I mean, the, is the, he going to play the, for the, them next year? The rumor mill, I kind of feel like, is slowed down there. But what does that even mean? Then I don't why, know. Why did they not play him for any of those games down the street? That's just weird. Why didn't he play in the Europa League final or the final two games? It's strange. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so assuming Mr. De Gea plays... He's priced at 5.5 or 6? 5.5. 5.5. 5. 5.5 it is. And then Peter Check. 5.5. 5.5. All right. Keepers, in, in, keepers in, are easy. Yeah, so easy. All right. Getting slightly more complicated, still defenders. Top defender uh, of the season was Gary Cahill. Now, he fin- finished you, the season at 6.7. I not believe that Cahill finished on more points than Marcus Alonso. I couldn't even believe it when I pulled that number. Cahill scored his fair share of goals near the end of the season. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, and I guess bonus points as well. I think he, he did get his fair share there. So, But it was just by one point. 178 right. for Cahill, 177 to Alonzo. So he finished on 6.7. I'm going to predict 6.5. Yeah, 6.5 for him and then Marcos Alonzo. So the question with Alonzo is, does he get classified as a defender or a midfielder next year? Yeah, I I'm gonna bet that he is classified as a defender, right? And that he comes in. This is a tough one. He, I think maybe he could be a seven point He could be a Leighton Baines. Low. That's what I was thinking too. I think seven is the right price, which is just sad because he's he'll be unaffordable at that price. I mean, it's just yeah, too much money. Uh, out. I mean, the only yeah. thing that saved Baines was that he was on penalties. I think the game is yeah, which is true. And, and Marcus Alonso's free kicks just aren't enough. I I do think. Um, I, I do hope he stays as a, classified as a defender, though. The game is just more fun when you have some defend, people, players classified as defenders who can also attack. You know, it's just more fun yeah. to have those players uh, as to possibly bring in. Uh, Azpilicueta uh, finished on 6.4. Uh, I think 6.5 seems right Agreed. for him. Agreed. Kyle Walker probably going to be at Man City, as people predict, at the start of the season. How does that impact his price? He finished yeah. at 6.2 at the end of the last season. He was really one yeah. of the cheaper Spurs defenders at the start of the season. Yeah, this is a tricky one. I, I guess 6 is my prediction. Yeah, agreed, particularly if he gets that City bump. Yeah. 
then Leighton Baines, who I'm actually surprised to see sneak into that top five. Under the radar. Yeah, wow. injured a fair amount. Uh, he ended the season at 5.8. I think he gets knocked down, though. Uh, I think he's 5.5. He's getting a little older now, right? He's got to be 33, 34. Yeah, we're in agreement. 5.5 for Mr. Baines, but uh, a, a tip of the hat. We respect you. All right. That moves us to midfielders. Uh, first up, we've got Manchester City's starting striker, Alexis Sanchez. Uh, finish this. Okay, let's assume, let's assume, you know, for now that Alexis stays in Arsenal um, or stays in the Premier League for that matter. Uh, ended the season at 11.7 million. What's your prediction for Alexis next year? Eleven point five. If he if wow. he's in the league, he's eleven point five. Wow, and still classified as a midfielder. Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting one because it's kind of like Rooney, where near the end Rooney was kind of playing as a almost an attacking mid more than a forward, and he was still kind of getting classified in that forward category. It's, I mean, Sanchez did have that stint at the start of the season where he wasn't out and out striker for Wenger, but he did get pushed out to the wing toward true. the second half. So I think that yeah. holds true. I'm, I think I think I, I'm going to go with eleven. I, you just don't see eleven five as a midfielder price very often. That seems a little yeah. too high. It is really high, but it's two seasons on the trot. He's just had amazing point hauls, and I, I think he'll be a must-have, and he'll have to be priced accordingly. So. Yeah, that's 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 fair. They they like to punish you for, you know, the, if if there's a, if there's a player they know is going to be essential, they kind of stick you with a crazy price to try to. That's try a, to, you know, you're you're yeah. right. Eleven point five is somewhat unprecedented, but yeah, but, we'll see. Uh, We'll see. Okay, Delhi. Very interesting one. I I didn't actually realize that he finished uh, above Hazard in points. Uh, Second in points, nine point one million. I think he's due for a big bump. I think that Delhi Alley is ten million to start next year. Woo! I think he's nine point five at the start of the season. Okay, I'd buy that too. I think if he's anything below nine, he's an absolute steal. I love that this uh, image capture that you have from the FPL site, Josh, has a big red caution triangle next to Eden Hazard's name, (laughs) which summarizes my feelings completely about this. Yeah, he finished season on 10.5. That actually seems like a pretty good place to start him off next year. Yep. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I kind of want him. I want him to spitefully go down to ten, but I think ten point five he remains. Eleven, if they if they put him at eleven, which I could believe, that seems a bit high for my for my taste. Yeah, agreed. Erickson. And then, uh, yeah, Erickson finished at eight point nine. I think he definitely. I'm actually shocked that he didn't rise more last season because he was just. I think that's the Dele Ali effect because people were picking yeah. between Erickson and Ali. A lot of fluctuation at the end too. Yeah, so I think that's an easy one. He's at nine point oh. Yeah, I think you're right there. That seems like the right price for him. Uh, and if he's nine point oh and Dele Ali is nine five or ten, then uh, I think you got to go Erickson next year. Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, ten point five at the end of last season. Who? I don't. I, I, Are you a little surprised that he finished fifth? I mean, I don't know who. I, I don't. I don't actually know who's below him right now because I, I took a screenshot of this. But um, I think uh, it was I, one of the bigger surprises when fifth, we all. Yeah. yeah, we when when a lot of us triggered our wild cards at the end of last season. KDB was starting to get into the midst of into the midst of this patch of scoring, and you're looking at his record and you see that. That he was having this somewhat under the radar season. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's, uh, I'm going to go down. I'll, I'll knock him down to 10 million. 10.5 seems a little high. I thought he was a little overpriced last year. Yeah, I think he was overpriced. And we've been talking a lot about like Bernardo Silva. And maybe if you see a guy like Sanchez coming to that midfield, there's going to be a lot to go around in City. And I think that the FPL t- Towers is going to have to spread that money around. So yeah. 10, 10.0. I don't think they'll go lower than that. All right. And here we come to the, the very tricky part. Uh, although I think by the time this podcast goes live, uh, one of these players might not even be in the Premier League anymore. Uh, number one, uh, Harry Kane uh, finished the season at 11.9 million, 224 points. Uh, Two straight f- golden boots. Yep. Yep. Uh, 224 points, which actually still was 40 points below Alexis Sanchez. I mean, <laughs> I need to get, get extra points, you know, for for midfielder goals and stuff, but that's still shocking. Yeah, uh, I mean, and Harry yeah. King scored about, like, 20 goals in the last two <laughs> games. Because he was injured for a while. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm think he's, I think he's going to get the Aguero bump here. I think he's going to be 13 million. What? I think that's too high. Um, gosh, is it too high? I mean, he was unstoppable the second half of last year. He is unstoppable. He's first in every team. He's a must-have. Totally agree. Uh, I think it's twelve or twelve point five. Okay, I'm I, gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say he comes in at twelve point five. Okay, all right. If you're, 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 why do you just pick one dollar? Like the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thirteen. That's insane. I think it's twelve point five. Lukaku uh, finished at ten point one. I think he's also due for. The, I feel like forwards often get a big bump because their their price can only rise so much, and you know typically they start the season even higher next year. So I think Lukaku uh, is eleven million to start next year. Ten million just, wouldn't be crazy. I'm going to follow my my last prediction and go ten. 10.5. Okay. I feel like you don't see a lot of 0.5s. Maybe I I'm... really want to get to the showcase showdown, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So 10.5 for Lukaku. I'm going to go with 11. Uh, I would believe Wait, you're 10. saying 5. you don't see 10.5s too often? I, I feel like to start the season, I, I don't yeah, know. I feel like, I, the, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of, I, I might be splitting the baby here. Um, I mean, maybe, yeah. I mean, I actually would believe 10. I mean, Everton not playing the Champions League next, next year. I mean, they're not, as I said before, not a big, not a big club, Brandon. <laughs> I think Lukaku's definitely leaving Everton, though, with the amount of transfers that they're coming in with early okay, in the season. Yeah. I think we just have to assume, for the, for the sake of argument, that he's still here. If Lukaku goes to Chelsea, he's $11 million. If he stays at Everton, he's 10 Okay. So yeah, my final prediction you've, is 10 you've got million. Me. You've got me on board. I'm going at 11 with Big Brown. You're going 11, and I'm going to go 10 because I think the prices are going to come up before he joins. Oh, tr- tricky. That's tricky. All right. Uh, Diego Costa looks like he's going to be playing for Atletico Madrid next year. But let's Screw this guy. I don't want to talk about this right. guy. If, he, if, he's on this, if he plays for Chelsea next year, I'll guess $10.5 million. 5.5. <laughs> uh, no, come on. Give me a real prediction if he still plays for Chelsea. Uh, if he still plays for Chelsea, 10. Okay. All right. Uh, Sergio, Sergio Aguero. <laughs> like a pass. Is he due for a price drop? I don't know. I mean, is he going to take his minutes? He was 13 last year. It was pretty high. Yeah, I think he definitely does take a take a bump. Nobody's going to buy him at 13. Uh, Market Fantasy Football Scout he was said this thing toward the end of last season where – some of the logic behind the pricing has to be how do you price these guys to get 
FPL managers to want to bring them into their team. And right. a, a guy like Sergio Aguero, much beloved. Yeah. Um, but I think no one would take him if he was above $12 million. I think he's going to get 11 at the best. Maybe he's 10 I Wow. Okay. I'm going higher than that. Uh, I think $11.5 million. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't see him getting the most... Of the goals for Man City next season. So you think? So what's your what's your prediction? Ten. Ten. Ten point five. I'm going to go ten point five. Okay, which means he's going to come in at eleven. And then uh, Jermaine Defoe, we already talked about, uh, and I think we what what did we predict? I think I said seven point five, and you said seven, right? Yeah, I said seven. He's so that's so hard to fit a seven point five striker in a third. This he's yeah. not going to be one of two strikers unless you're really doing some some magical thinking in your midfield. He's a third striker. Yeah, and seven point five is too high. But seeing him in this top five forward list really does belie what a, what a great season he had last year. All right, Brandon, the bonus podcast, the secret special bonus podcast, has reached its conclusion. That's a wrap. If you've gotten this far, listen, it's a, it's a brand new season. Uh, we know that you like the podcast, or we hope that you like the podcast. We don't we don't know that. You may you may hate this podcast. It's going to be a, an hour-long hate listen. I hate listening to, like, a few podcasts a week, Brandon. Uh, it's Let's assume that you listen to the podcast and you like it. If you do, please share the podcast on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Send it to your friends. Um, help us get the word out, because um, even if it seems like, you know— we're a well-known podcast and established, which which we are. Thank goodness. Over you know, but it took us a long time to get there. Um, we're always looking to um, to get more people to listen and um, and uh, keep you know building up the listener base. So uh, anything you can do, even if it's just you know liking or retweeting um, the podcast when it comes out on Facebook or Twitter, um, that's really appreciated. And another thing that really helps us is if you subscribe on iTunes. Go to iTunes and. Rate us five stars. Leave a review if you can in the iTunes store, and that's a huge boost for us. And we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank so, you. Yeah, you yeah. Su- subscribe on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, every place where you can get a podcast. You can find Always Cheating. We have all sorts of links for that at alwayscheating.com. How else can people find us, Josh? They can find us on uh, Twitter, I mentioned earlier. Uh, Twitter's uh, at Hail Cheaters. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash always cheating. You can send us an email at any time uh, at uh, hailcheaters at gmail.com. And of course, you can support the podcast on Patreon. Uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. We'll, uh, we'll have that page updated soon with, with new features for, uh, for the new season. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, looking forward to doing more podcasts. I'm hoping we can get one up next week when the prices go up. Uh, we'll see. I'm actually going to be on vacation. And, uh, Brandon, then you actually leave for another short trip yourself. So, so we'll see. We're jet setters. Yeah. If not next week, then, uh, then, then early the following week for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So hopefully, um, I, I'm going to be at the airport tomorrow morning, uh, listening to myself, uh, probably once again, <laughs> uh, trying to shepherd a screaming baby through an airport. And, uh, yeah, hopefully if you've got trips for July that you're planning, this podcast gave you an hour of, uh, of gentle, mild amusement. Anything that helps me get through the taking off or landing of an airplane, I really appreciate. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's very, um, what's that? <laughs> it's that John Cusack movie with the woman with the air, airplane. Say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> it's like gross point blank. Is there an airplane in that one? Uh, say anything. That's uh, she. She's very scared of the airplane. What about Tin Cup? Wasn't there an airplane in that one too? Yeah, but there's no there's no Cusack in Tin Cup. <laughs> oh, pushing tin. I'm thinking of pushing tin. Boy, we should really wrap this podcast right, up, shouldn't we? Up. All right, Brandon. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye, Josh. Bye, bye. everyone. Bye. Poku forever. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.